0: Uh, Okay, Yeah, so last week I had uh, spoke about uh, a Topic of why the avodah is in a Hazer Rather in a physical world as opposed to a spiritual world. I went into that, you know but in any case so what the Ramchal is saying is, um, and he stresses really for uh, a stretch, the whole concept that we live in a physical world. And uh, obviously, uh, the, you know, like I, like I said, the physical world has its own rules, regulations and laws, and the spiritual world has it. <clears throat> and what the Banshan did, which was obviously uh, a tremendous thing, is he united a spiritual being together with a physical universe, which is really in many ways uh, a total contradiction, because they're just two different laws. So how in the world can you have a physical and a spiritual united together, each one operating according to its own laws, which are, in many ways contradict the laws of the, the physical contradicts the laws of the spiritual, and the spiritual contradicts the laws of the physical. Yet you have two beings that are subject to those laws, and somehow there's a unification, which is uh, really in many ways an incredible, incredible thing, and so on. You know, but in any case, what we do see is that there is a, uh, a merger of two beings from two different realms. <clears throat> yeah. So the Ramchal says that we see. I'm uh, by the way, I'm Peretz Simon Bays. But what Ramchal says that we do see that between the two, there's no equality. We think that, okay, maybe sometimes we're spiritual, sometimes we're physical, whatever. But the Ramchal says that the physical clearly dominates the spiritual, which is in, this, uh, in many ways. Because the Neshamah really is a very powerful agent, very powerful being. And... Um, to what's called to occlude to cover the nishama, where it cannot in any way uh, express itself is incredible um, because the nishama does not allow any barrier to it to express itself in other words to unite with the rabbin that's really what it, it wants to do uh, but somehow the physical is able to uh, envelop the, the, the Nishama And um, you would never know you had a soul. If not for the fact that the Torah says that you have a soul, neshama, who would know that we had a neshama? We would think that we are purely physical beings, just like the animals. You know, they seem to walk around and they have uh, senses and so on. They have consciousness. We're the same thing, just we're more sophisticated. That's all. So the the, uh, physical is totally dominant on the nishama. On the um, and um, like I said, the natural tendency of the Nishama is to be able to subdue the physical. So why doesn't it subdue the physical? And the answer to that really is that the Maheshama commanded the Nishama to uh, be subservient. It takes a tzivoy. A tzivoy by the Torah obviously is a reality. It's not like I command you and then all of a sudden it does it on its own. No. The tzivoy means that it creates a reality in which the Neshama is incredibly subdued to the extent that it is completely invisible. That's the only reason why the Neshama can do nothing. It cannot break through the physical. You see, what it would do actually, if it was allowed to do, What it would do if it was allowed, if it was allowed to do it, it would purify, it would be mezakech, Zikuch means to purify, in the case, in this case it would mean to de- dematerialize. If the neshama had its power, it would dematerialize the body, the physical, and automatically it would uh, manifest itself, you know, you would see it and so on. But because of the tzivoy, the command, it cannot. But remember, the command isn't just a tzivoy; it's a force that it, it, that disables the neshama from dematerializing the body.
1: What does it dematerialize? What, what's going to happen? How
0: will you feel? I and mean, what is it? Well, you mean what, 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 what does a body look like de, dematerialized?
1: comes the That's the and That's what
0: happens. Uh, you? well No, no, no. The galshat neshama the guy's dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh,
0: so that's what the actual is. No, 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 he's, he, he's saying, well, what happens if the neshama could do that? Then what would the body look like, you know? Okay. Well, okay, look, you know. Um, what it would look like is, imagine putting on a suit of clothing that is completely made of glass. C- completely transparent. What physical substance does is it masks anything in it. Glass is really, I think, the only substance that you could actually look right through, which is an incredible thing how glass does that, you know. But it would be like wearing a suit of clothing that is completely transparent. But it's more than just the transparency. The suit of clothing would not only be transparent, which means it wouldn't conceal the nishama, but it would have absolutely no properties at all. It wouldn't create urges to eat, to do any of this. No, it's, it's it's the dematerialization of matter is not just the transparency of the nishama, but it's complete suspension of any of its drives, needs, urges, etc. Gone. That's what would happen. Now that's an extreme case. It is possible to, de, to, uh, to do that to the goof without it becoming transparent. That is a possibility. When Moshav Ambenu went up into Shemayim, the four, 40 days, and it says, I didn't eat, I didn't drink, I didn't eat. What that means is that he, he, he went up with a physical substance, which itself is, again, incredible because he actually entered the spiritual domain, the physical body. So what happened to his body? What happened is his body became completely inert. Inert means it exhibited nothing beyond the fact that it was physical. There were no urges. Much of them didn't eat, and believe me, he didn't get hungry either, because the body did not in any way exhibit any of that. You know, we get we get uh, hungry because the stomach begins whatever, and the brain tells the stomach, okay, begin your growling or whatever you do, and so on. That tells us we're hungry. There was nothing. There was no physiological process.
1: What's
0: What of the body? Yeah, just as a covering.
1: Meaning that he could talk to other material beings, but other than that, was no for the, him. It's yeah. not. So Adam- it, it was
0: a completely inert substance.
1: But no urges. Any function? Okay, urges are done But any function? Any? well It was only gone no, for. No, it.
0: no, no. Because he's going to return. He had a return after forty days, right? When he returned, the body resumed its normal properties. So well, you're not going to get rid of that. Why
1: don't you just leave the body
0: here and take the That's a very, actually, a very good point. Anybody know the answer for that? Why didn't he just leave the body here and just...
1: He, he doesn't need it. It's, it's, it's I mean, he, anyway.
0: he'll need it when he comes back.
1: Right, so... Uh, right? It's like, it's like here it is, I don't need it right
0: now. Exactly, take it off. You know, it's like a suit of clothing, you take off. Take well, off, come back, yeah. No, no, it's not a dream, it's a reality. Well. That's a very good question. Anybody have an answer for that? Keep talking. Keep talking. Okay, that's it. Come on, keep talking.
1: In he had the, pow- to... he had the power to do what he did because he was he was a shape of a banana. Ask him, why do
0: you... You need to say more. I mean, it's on the way. Mm-hmm. You want to say yes? what do you want?
1: In order to receive the Tyre, he could only have received it when he was told Benaga. Here, I mean, when he was
0: still a Ben Adam.
1: Not still. I mean, does he die already?
0: If you is the. Button? No, you you close, but no, no, you close, but.
1: This guy also had to receive a thing.
0: Close, but when he went up, what happened when he went up? What's the the Medrash at the moment? What 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 happened when he went up? He confronted the Malachim. And they said to him, excuse me. They said to the what are you giving him the Torah? Why don't you give us the Torah? You remember that Chazal? Why give it to him? Why don't we take it? Right? Remember that? If it even made a difference. They confronted him. And they said, you know, why are you taking it? Why don't you give it to us? Now, the first question is, what do you mean give it to us? (coughs) What does that mean? What a they have a base Medvish up there, they can sit and learn all day long. I mean, what does that mean? You know? that's, that's the first question you can ask, you know. The second thing is they said, uh Majinu, why um, why you? Why not us? You know? So Mashra Benum said. He answered them. He said, they are in "The are Mitras Natura, keep it over aim. Do you have mothers and fathers? No. You don't have any mothers or fathers, you know. You know, and there's all midrash, they're all physical. You don't have physical bodies, so how can they possibly approach? You know, they signal can't steal. You mean you guys got possessions of some sort? There's no ownership by you. So what do you mean that you want the Torah? So that's when he answered them. You know what I'm saying? Well, but the question is, what was the dialogue about? What did they ask? I mean, they knew. Is he the man's? They they know they don't have mothers and fathers. They don't own anything. I mean, it's all physical. So like. What's their havamina? What do they think? And Moshe Rabbeinu's answer would seem to be obvious. You know what I'm saying? But in any case, it answers this question. The reason why he went up with a body, right? Because that was the point of discussion. I mean, he's emphasizing that, hey, yeah, I'm coming up to Shemaim with my body because it's meant for a physical being. So here I am with my body. You know what I'm saying? That, that was sort of like the, the emphasis to the malakim, that you need to have a physical body to have the to get the Torah. I mean, that's really what the answer is. You know what I'm saying? As far as I'm concerned. You know what I'm saying? The question is what the dialogue was is another uh, question. But he went up with that physical body because he demonstrated that that's exactly the only candidate to receive the Torah. You've got to have a physical body. And therefore I'm coming up with a physical body. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, it's like uh, you know, it's a demonstration of what, what you have to have. You know what I'm saying? They still questioned it, you know? So the first question, so that's, that's the answer to this question. You know what I'm saying? Why not drop his body here and just go up, you know? But what the I mean is, see, we don't realize something, you know? What is the Torah really? What is it? I mean, you could answer that many things. It's the will of God. There's, there's a lot of answers. But in, in an essential way, what exactly is the Torah?
1: Control over all, all the, all the normal, can't tr- Transform the reality into the fish, right?
0: That's what the Torah does. But what is it? There's a difference. What is it? Anybody know?
1: everything
0: (laughs) I can't argue with that but like it's it's much too general
1: the reflection of the reality without
0: any distortion true but too general you know
1: the whole world involves that
0: in that way yes it's all true nobody knows what the terror is huh there's a clue. The one who provides the clue is the Ramban. The Ramban says that the Torah is 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 the names of God. That's what the Ramban says. You're familiar with that Ramban? Kala Turah is Shimisav Shakodishbohu? Never heard that Ramban?
1: Why is it Tell us what it
0: means. Oh, what it means is this: what two really is is the totality of all the acts of all the combinations of the spheres. That's what it is. The spheres are the fundamental forces. Okay, and they they combine. All kinds of different combinations and and so on. And what they do is they create the entire reality that we see. You see, it's like the 92 elements are resp- are, are all the elements of the bria. Isn't, you know, well, there's more than 92, but they're artificial But there are 92 elements that exist in nature, or and so on. And everything you see is nothing more than a combination of different amounts and so on. You know. Uh, absence and so on of the of the elements. The elements of all reality is ten spheres. When they combine in all different types of ways and so on, they create the totality of reality. You see, the expression or the document that contains the totality of every combination of the spheres. And therefore all reality, because that's what they make, is the Torah. But the way we have the Torah is what? Is a written document.
1: It's a description of the
0: reality. It's yes. The Torah is a script. It is a written description of all the combinations of the spheres.
1: Not just elements, but they combinations too. Right?
0: Of course, yeah. There's only ten spheres. But okay. the way they combine all the different what's called actions of the spheres in combination, individually and so on, right? The, the written description of that is the Torah. Got that? That's number one. Number two, everything the Rabbana Shalom did, every act that he did, or I should say, any act that he did, is represented by a specific combination of spheres. means... The banish and then you have the spheres in a certain type of what let's call it a configuration, and that is an act of God. Got it? If if the banish wants to do something else, then he will employ a different configuration or combination of spheres. Right. So it comes out that there's almost an infinite amount of combinations, different or configurations, right, of spheres. Each one has a name. See, so when you say a name, a divine name, what you're really referring to is a specific combination or configuration, right, of spheres. In other words, the name represents the Rabbani Lam, or God, insofar as he's doing an act, which is the combination of spheres. That's how he does it.
1: Got that? Is that every name of Hashem is, is, is only a representation
0: of an act of Hashem? Correct. There's no such thing as a name of who Hashem is. That's Muslim. No, uh, the closest to Yud Kev but putting that aside, everybody got that. You know, it's a wants to do an act, so he configures combinations of spheres, and there's an act. But the act in its, in its f- its most fundamental um, uh, expression. Is the configuration or combination of a specific set of spheres? That's the act. So you have the God, you have the Tzivoy, which is the configuration of spheres. The act gets produced, and God has a name that refers to that act.
1: It's a code.
0: What was that? Code's name. Code.
1: The code's name. Code. The
0: code. C O D E. Yeah. Yeah. You could say the name is a code, but really it's a label. It's a label that represents a specific configuration of spherus, which will perform a singular act. So, which is interesting. So therefore, the, that has tremendous uh, is there significance. Infinite,
1: is there an infinite of things?
0: Almost. Yeah, is it infinite? Almost
1: uh,
0: Well, the totality, here's where it goes. So if, the na- let's follow this. So if the name of God or the names of God. There are almost an infinite amount of names of God. But if any one name will always refer to him doing one act with a specific configuration or combination of spheres. So therefore it comes out that there's almost an infinite amount of names of God. You see?
1: What does almost mean? Is it finite? or infinite? Uh, well, uh,
0: well, let me ask you this. Is there any place that has all the names of God, which we would mean that it has all the acts that God ever did vis-a-vis us. Is there a place? Yes or no? That's it. Not just that, but will do too. Everything. That's what the Torah is. It is a written document that describes every act that God will, has, is, will do, and it... Everything, one, 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 everything, and it's, uh, it's all in the Torah. Wait, uh, but but what it specifically refers to is a specific configuration or combination of spheres. So it comes out that you could learn the Torah this way. It's interesting, you know. You could learn the Torah with its most outward expression, which is the
1: mitzvah,
0: signif. <coughs> Don't steal, right? But Le signif is the will of God or an expression right, that God has a certain name when he says Le Signoif. And that name represents him using a combination of spheres to create the concept of Le Signoif. So what the Malacham wanted to do is, what do we need the Le Signoif part? We want to go straight to the spheres that make this whole Le Signoif business.
1: So what would they do with it? If it's
0: just, just forget, forget about what they would do with it. Hold on. Do you understand what I just said? It's more than well, it's let's call it an information. What they want to do, because the question is, what kind of a Torah are you going to learn? What do you mean you want to learn Torah? Why do we get the Torah? Excuse me, what Torah do you get? The Torah is only what we see, but the truth is, no. What they wanted to do is to go into the basic idea of the whole (laughs) Torah. And learn that. So they would have been learning, Ultim- right? What was that? That's it's the ultimate. What they would have been learning is the shamus, which is the name of God, insofar as he does an act, but that is, act is done with a certain combination of spheres. So they wanted to learn the fundamental uh, access to reality at the level of the combination of spheres. And don't bother me with Louis You see? It's astounding what they wanted to learn. We learned
1: its projection into physical reality, which is far
0: down below. Way down below, yeah. You see what they wanted to do? It's astounding what they wanted. They said, okay, we know it has physical manifestations. And of course you're right, we don't have any fathers and mothers. But we want to know the combination of spheres that gives rise to the whole concept of fathers and mothers.
1: so what the
0: then? No, no, no! They, they see it all, but they don't want to know too. That you know, it's like it's like you know, it's like it's like you ever give a guy a, a a compound, you know, some substance, right, right? So he sees it in a certain way, and then you give it to a lab, and they break the whole thing down into its elements, all into molecules. They're not interested in what it looks like to you. They want to know what its molecular structure is, for whatever reason right and then the atomic guys they want to know forget about the molecules we want to know the subatomic particles the protons they, they want to know at that level then the other guys come along the string guys and we don't want to know electrons, protons because they themselves are composed of strings whatever that means right uh, strings over uh, the particles right? we want to know matter at the level of strings which is the, the most basic of all you see so they all want to know the same matter but each one wants to know it at the different level, right, of their manifestation. Kishkas. Yes. Anybody got Kishka? Mm-hmm. You hear the voice? So that's what the Malachim wanted. They wanted, We don't want know the, 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 the Torah as its ultimate manifest, manifestation in the physical, you know, the, the Tayag Metris. We want to know the Torah in its true fundamental form which is the combination of spheres. You see? it's Interesting. And uh, that's what the Molocham wanted. Interesting. What
1: was the answer? Very good. What? They wanted that and they wanted that. Yeah
0: exactly. So what did my boy well, said. Right,
1: they, they, the okay. they had an incredible
0: They had an incredible China. I mean China they had a they they had an argument. They often say, hey, you know, know, it's not shaykhs to you because you're a physical person, you know. We, however, we're ruchni. We want to know the ultimate ruchnius of the Torah as it emerges from the spheres. That is Torah. But the way we have it, we have Torah with the oasis, right? We have Torah with what's called four fundamental aspects of oasis. Tanto. We have Taiman. Yes. The Kudus. Tagen and Oysis. Tagen. Taimim, the kudus, and oys. We have the, when we look at the Torah, it's written with Oisus. Right? Those oystes are a script. It's a physical description of what? Of all this ideas. Goes back into these spheres. You know, you want to understand the c- a compound at the level of, you know, molecules, subatomic and so on, you see? Uh, so that's what they wanted. Yeah, a great, great you see? The they had a great
1: Taina. You see? They had a great Taina. But then the question is, what
0: Moshe Rabbeinu answered them?
1: the tamin and
0: the, Well, Tanto, the,
1: those tamin? are the four scripts.
0: Although two of them are not in the Torah. Because they're too great. There's Tanto is Taimim. Taimim is Mapach, Pashto okay. We think it's just a guy laying the Torah. Right? But you don't realize that time is the greatest. It's connected. The, the uh is connected. The name of God, the seven-two letters, Shav. Connected Av. That's how great it is. It's so great, in fact, that it cannot even be presented. It cannot even be presented as a script. You audio it. Ma You know, but you cannot have it as a script. Interesting. The second aspect of script is also incredibly great. It's the Nikudas. There are no Nekudas in the Torah. You know, because it represents an all which is greater than its script maintain. The other two we see, the tagin and the Oishas. See, but they're all descriptive aspects of the combination of spheres and so on. You see, and that's what they wanted. So they asked Moshe and they wanted that. you know, so Moshe Bain looked at them, so Moshe Rabbeinu looked at them and he says, excuse me, you know, he said, let me ask something. In the end, in the end, how did the give the Torah? In what form? He didn't give it in the form of the combination of spheres at all. He gave it in the form of script, physical script. So obviously, the Reboa wants the terror to be had, so to speak, by doing the mitzvahs. In other words, the, the stress is not on the limud, it's on the asiyah. Do you have mothers and fathers? No. So you can't do Kibbuta over You can't do it. You don't have a mother and a father, you know, and so on. Do you have ownership? So how is it possible to have Gneva or any of these things? You see? So clearly then, a critical aspect of deriving the Torah in the form of spheres is only through the Asiyah. And the Asiyah only lies in the physical world. So therefore, we have superiority over you. That's what he said to them. That's what he meant. You have mothers and fathers? No. So you can never do the mitzvah. If you can't do the mitzvah... Yes?
1: But was Torah more than description? Because so far we said it's a description of the reality in its fundamental form. But now it's more than description. What's a seer to the description? What? Se- what does a seer to?
0: What is the what?
1: We gave a, a definition of Torah as a description of the reality. As a, as, as a
0: physical description but of... But if
1: a seer is the main point... seer. Right. If a seer is the main point... Uh, uh, yeah. So then Torah... As the description is no longer valid, we have to define it different now. Because what does I see I have to do with anything? It's just a description.
0: But the way to get to that, the, the way to get to the insight ultimately of the true nature of Torah is only through the the uh, mitzvah itself.
1: I mean, it the do we have an idea what's?
0: Uh, I mean, now, yeah. No, now is a different story. Now is a whole because of the Chet of Adam Rishon. That's the problem. Uh, there, there, are, there are several events that have destroyed our ability to access the Torah in that way. So
1: ideally, when I do mitzvah, I'm connected to someone.
0: Correct. You should be able to access its plan. I do
1: understand exactly the commission of Exactly.
0: You know what that's called? Or Mashiach. That's what it is. That's what the Mashiach so does. A Siyah
1: really brings a understand, deep understanding, ideally.
0: Yeah, that's what the Mashiach does. That's what his aura is. His aura is to look at the Torah, right, not as the outward manifestation physical, but to go straight into the combinations and, permute, me, and and configurations of the spheres. It's a different lemon of Torah. What do you think up there? You, what, what do you think is going on in Shemayim? You think they're sitting and calling Rambams? Maybe they are, I don't know. Rambams, you know? What?
1: It's
0: just a They're learning Torah at the level Malachim would have loved to have learned it, mm. except they are able to uh, mask that because of the mitzvah that they did here. That's the problem. So that's what Moshe Rabbeinu said. You don't have any. You don't have no fathers and mothers. You know what I'm saying? So you, you cannot do the mitzvah of, of aim. and if you can't do the mitzvah of Kibber of Aim, the Asiyah, then you can never reach the Hasaga of these things. You're right, there is our saga of Torah in the form of spheres. you see. But you can't reach it unless you do it, you know what I'm saying? And we can do it because we have that. And that's a Torah that they're learning up there. Mashiach, when he comes, that's a Torah's Megala. When it says, its Oredzdea, you ever wonder what that means? Kimolo Oredzdea es Hashem. And the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. Yes? What does that mean? So Pashtis, what it seems to mean, is that, you know, the presence of God will be all over. You know what I'm saying? The presence of God will be all over, and you'll be able to see Him or experience His Shekhinah. Is that true? Yes? But now you understand much deeper what it is. Because all reality is God. So you will see the totality of reality in the form of spheres. Incredible. That's why the all of the Mashiach, we cannot comprehend that. You know, it, we, we cannot, it's not like he's gonna get shot in the Rajbo. You, you know what I'm saying? What the Mashiach does, and that's what the Lucas Rishon is world, it's an understanding of all the mitzvahs and it's an understanding of all reality based on their fundamental structure, which are the spheres. And all of a sudden we see that and reality is different. That's why we cannot comprehend what the Messianic era will be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, to, we can comprehend before Bindavid arrives. Or, even, but, well, you, know, you know, so there's a whole thing going on. The Umas and Goyga and all that kind of stuff, you know. But finally, when the Messianic light hits, it is a light of the, into- the totality of reality as it is emerged from the combination of spheres. And that's beyond comprehension. You see
1: connections to the spheres? Okay,
0: everything. everything, yeah,
1: exactly. we'll perceive the spheres?
0: Yeah, well, that's what it means. Kimola Oretz Deo. What do you mean, Mola Oretz? means the entire universe, right? Will we'll have the knowledge of God. What does that mean, knowledge of God? The knowledge of the spheres. And how everything emerges from the spheres. That is an understanding of reality which is beyond comprehension it's not a matter of seeing it it's it's an experiencing of what it is i don't know we i, I, look, I don't know how to massig that we, you know we, we're living in this world but you know the actual hasag itself can only be known at that time you see but the the, the Mashiach isn't stomach guy comes around and says okay you guys you know uh you're free you know now you can do your agriculture when you want you can have a, a delicious uh, you can go to a restaurant. You don't have to worry about kashrus anymore. I mean, that's, people think people think Messianic era is a utopia, which it is, a utopia of absolute freedom. No more persecutions. You know, I. Everybody has, everybody now is a baki Bashas You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a shulchan Aruch, You know what I'm saying? Right? Isn't that what everybody thinks? You're going to know the Rambam claw. You know what I'm saying? You know, the Gemara clone, the Shalman, the and the Babli, and all that stuff. Yeah, but that's not what it is. You see, the Messianic era isn't a, a guy who learns for his entire life and knows as much as Rabbi uh, Akiva. That's not what the old Mashiach is. If it was, he would have been the Mashiach. The Sheik is incredible. We cannot masse that all. Why? Because it is not the knowledge. You know what it's like? It's like you look at a substance, right? And the other guy looking at it with an electron microscope, he's looking at what you're looking at it with a magnifying glass. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's very interesting, the features, right? He's looking at it with an electron microscope. 180,000 magnifications. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And he, he's looking at the level of molecules and atoms. And you're looking at the level of magnifying glass. You know what I'm saying? What are we talking about here? You're not know, just, you know. That's why people do not understand what the old Mashiach is. They all think it's a glorified and it's an incredible Ilm Hazer. It is. But that's not what he does. That's what he means, the entire earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God, not in terms of you'll experience God, but the knowledge of God that everything is God at that level of spheres. Got it? Very interesting. And so the Malachim wanted that. Moshe Rabbeinu Tainat, you can't have that. You can only have that if there's an Asiyah of the mitzvahs and so on, then you can have this type of Hassogah. Without that, forget it. And that's what the Ramban means. The entire Torah is the names of God. But what's the names of God? The names of God, right, each name refers to God doing a specific act through the instrumentation called the spherus. And the Torah is nothing more than a to- told All the names, which means every act God did, Using spheres, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Everything, yeah. And that's why it says ha bo, ha bo bo. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that all the rishonim are there and the achronim are there. You know, yeah, that that that's superficial thinking. It means that everything is there. All the different stages and phases of reality is there, from the limanatera the Shulchan and so on. But then he goes back all the way into the Kabbalah, into the Spheres. It's all there. Shekula boh. Notice. You know? But we can't relate. Practically speaking,
1: we can't relate. Not now.
0: No. No. We could have related by the uh, Luchas Rishonis. That was the Luchas Rishonis. The Or of the Luchas Rishonis was that Or. It was an ore of the O and the hint to that is if you looked at it, you could read both sides at the same time. You know, normally you read one side, you can't see the other side. But the Luchas Rishonis, you could read one side and you could actually see to the other side and read it. What is that supposed to mean? It means there was a total transparency of the mitzvahs. That's what it means. There was nothing blocking you. There was a total transparency which would mean that you knew the mitzvah, with, and the mitzvah is nothing more than a limitation uh, of reality and you know all reality based on those spheres. what an awe. what did they lose you see what I'm saying and that's what Moshe Rabbeinu is coming down with you got, got that that dialogue between the Malachim and the Moshe Rabbeinu is an incredible secret revelation what really, the, their discussion is the clue to really, what is available? It's an unbelievable thing. What's available? See, that? got that? And I'm just showing you the Ramban, right? And what the, what the, what Moshe Rabbeinu answered, and why Moshe Rabbeinu went up with his physical body, right? Because that's the ultimate demonstration. Yay! Hey, you you know, it's nice to, but you can't get this. You got to be physical like me. Not ruchnis like me, physical like me. You see? And if you're that way, then it's incredible, you see. So that dialogue is the gil of a tremendous suid. That you could learn Torah, and someday that is how we're going to learn Torah. You know, in Oilam Habor, how are you going to learn Torah? You think you're going to sit around looking at, at uh, you know, uh, silver shotness? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, most people think that. It's going to be a huge base measure. It's not all stuck full of all the swarm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they're going to get up and give Shurim. You're going to have, have Malochim, Chabrusas. You
1: nobody, know. Says, nobody says this. Nobody what? Nobody takes it for literally.
0: Yeah, but then what, what do they take it for? They don't know. But what it is, you will learn the Torah at the level, the fundamental level of reality, which is really what Torah is. So the Torah is a document, a script that is the gilo of the totality of reality, you see. But the level of its revelation to us is script, you know. But the level that it's really at, right, is a combination and, and, and um, uh, configuration of spheres. And each act that God did, has a specific name and it represents a specific combination and configuration of spheres with which he accomplished creating a reality. And that that's like that that's the rock bottom. That is the bottom of reality. You see? And that's what they're gonna learn. That's what it's all about. That is why, by the way, you begin to realize People have no concept of what the Mashiach is going to do. It is, it's almost like secondarily we're going to be free, no persecutions, nobody, there won't be any poverty anymore, side everybody's going to have a house in Lakewood. <laughs>
1: Little side effects. What? Little side effects. These are, these
0: are what's called, these are called, um, you know,
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, these, these are, you know, nice there's nothing to do with the Mashiach. The Mashiach ultimately is not... A, a, he's, you know, I, I love these guys who make, like everything becomes a, a, a historic event of freedom. You know, like Hanukkah, is what is it all about? Hanukkah is about freedom. Excuse me. It has nothing to do with freedom. Really? We'll get to the Hanukkah. You know, these are incredibly superficial understandings of what is going on. But once you realize that what the Mashiach is going to be Megala is reality at the level of the spheres, you have a whole different understanding of what is. And that's more rumors in Kimola Deos Hashem. The world will be filled with, filled with the knowledge of God. What do you mean the world will be filled? That means every aspect of the world you will see God, which are the spheres, which is His manifestation of how he does reality. That's what it means. Not like all of a sudden, you know, wow, wherever you go, God's standing in for your face. You know, that's true, but it's much more profound than that. You know, you should know it's a very Dovah Omok that I'm telling you, that most people have no concept of this. Most, 99% of Jews have no concept of this. They think it's about liberation. You know, we'll be able to do the mitzvahs, we're able to learn. No horror no death, no doctors, no disease—all true. But that's that's nothing compared to what he will do. He's all about the revelation of reality. That's what he's about, and that revelation is spiritual, not physical. You know, so everything will be explained, you see, and that's what it means. Like I said, it's a. Kimolo or it's Deus Hashem, the word will be we, we filled with the knowledge of God, means that wherever you look, you will see God. But how? You will see the reality as it emerges from the Rebbe through the act of the spheres. That's what we'll see. And then you'll know all the names of God. That's what the Ramban means. The whole Torah is the names of God. The whole Torah is nothing more than the different configurations of all the spheres to create the entire reality. And each, each configuration which will create a certain aspect of reality, has a name. And that name is God. It is God insofar as He is now doing that act. And the repercussions of all that, now what? Is that's how you can become a magician. Okay? What does that mean? That means if you are machaven to the Shem, that is God doing that thing, you can alter it, you see. You know it had the mata, you know the mata of The mata of abbeinu, it had the The Makas on the mata, you know what I'm saying? Which is interesting, you know. What is that supposed to mean? What does that mean really? What it means is that each maka has a Shem. Interesting. And if you knew the Shem of that particular maka, let's say Dam, you could turn the Atlantic into blood. Why? Because whoever is mechaven and meditates on the Shem, the Banshem gave the koyach of an odom, that if you meditate on the correct name, you can do exactly what that name represents in the physical, in the universe. So everybody here can do what Moshua Beinah did, if you knew the Shem. And by the way, there's a sefer that brings down all the Shemes. You know, very interesting.
1: Yeah,
0: I, to do I, you know, I, I wouldn't Don't do it. I'd be it. A fr- I wouldn't try. It, you know, I'll tell you the name of the sefer, and it was written by the Rebbe of the Rebbe of the Ramchal. The Rebbe of the Ramchal was, well, actually, he's a Shai pasan, but his Rebbe was A Akoyin, and his Rebbe was Moshe Zakutoi Ramaz. He wrote a sefer called um, Seamus, uh, I have to remember the total name. In that sefer, it brings down the Seamus of how to become invisible. It's a lot of interesting stuff. How to cure any disease, how to change things to blood, uh, how to to have Tvises HaDarach. Do you want to go from here to there? You know, forget about car service. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you know how to order a Shem? What was the last person it
0: actually? I don't know. I don't really know, but it's... uh I
1: mean, I get it wrong, you wrong, end up in... There was a, there was a You got it. Yeah, <laughs> there was so a lot of... <laughs> what? Who?
0: No, he... he no, he wouldn't. no, he wouldn't. The ones who use this, by the way, are the neviim. They're the ones who use this. A- anybody else who does nisim is just a Kochan and uh, You know, the, the bunch Shem listen to tzaddikim. That, that, but to to do these acts, this is, by the way, called Kabbalah mises. It's what it is. But there is. There are names that cure anything. There are names that you turn invisible. There are names that you can go anywhere in the world instantly. All kinds of names, you know. And and he brings it down. But it's, it's, but it's not simple. Because there's also Sheilis <laughs> Chochem, Sheilis Malach. <laughs> there are names how you can ask malachim different questions. It's interesting that, you know, just... But I'm telling you how it works. Because every everything that the Moshim did has a name. And that name is... The B'Shem using those combinations of spheres to do something. And if you meditate on that name... But there's a whole procedure. Don't get me wrong. You just sit down and start thinking. There's a whole procedure. You know, you have to write it down. Sometimes it has to be on deer skin, on cow skin. It, it's it's not a simple matter. You know, but if it's done correctly, it will perform the magic. But, it was,
1: it, but it's not just anyway. magic happens. It brings some understanding. I mean, person. What? You know, it brings certain revelations and chokma. Like it's not it's not just the action itself. You know?
0: Well, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff and all, all different th- kinds of things you can do. I'm, I'm bringing it around to tell you that this is a reality. Is, we're, not, we're not talking about, you know, fanciful stuff. There's a reality here, you know. And uh, when, when people are, you'll notice all the different interesting permutations and combinations of God's name, how it's written with Oasis and so on. These are the Shemus. It's the Yud-K with Adni mixed in and all this kind of stuff. That if you are machaven to these names, and you know what you're doing, you know, then they release, they accomplish certain ruchnizdik things. And that's what the mukubbalim do. They hope to do that, you know. So they release uh, certain spheres, and they do different tikkunim or whatever. But it's through the kavana of shamus, you know. And the davening, by the way, has those shamus in it. That's what the Anshiknesa Doile did. The davening itself has those shamus. The Esray really, is a bunch of shameless. Think about that, you know.
1: Why? What? So who it, said? You don't see it, right.
0: <clears throat> you know. You don't see it, but also you have to have kavona. You know, you can't just, uh, you know, it's like a rov went over to his mespol and says, "Welcome back." They just finished Shmonesrei, <laughs> so he said, "Welcome back." So the guy looking at me, "Welcome back." And said, well, I saw you, like, thinking of all the way. Where are you going to Paris? You're going to this, like, you're all over the place. I said, welcome back. You know, that's what people do in Shemuel, right, right? It's like they're everywhere else, right? But what the Anche Knesset Doiler did is when they made the tefillah, the tefillah is are the shamists that can accomplish many things, or whatever they, and so on. You know, you, you know they, 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 had a, they wanted to write a, a brocha from the Malchinam. you know, so they recruited Shemuel HaKotten. You know, who's One of the hador. You know, the question is, what they need him? They could have got any any local poet. There are guys who can make a brocha, you know, blessed out Yeah, Hey guys who can do that. You know, what they need him for? And the answer is, because you need to know the sheamus and put it in a tefila that makes sense at one level, and our shamus at another level. You know, that's why if you look at the sit of the Ari, you ever look at one of those siddurim? It's all shamus there. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, the you're for this, mechavim for that. That's really what they are. They are the Shemus that represent configuration of spheres. You know what I'm saying? That's really what the whole meditative uh, aspect of Kabbalah is really all about. You know, to mechavim Yechudim and so on. But the main idea is that there are different levels of reality, and the Om is really an understanding of reality based on that level and that is the Om which means that we have no comprehension whatsoever of what will happen in the Om Mashiach. You know, it's not just a guy who's going to come and save the world. from. That's why, you know, when you look at other religions, when you look at other religions and they believe in messianic figures, you know, Christianity and all this stuff, nonsense. To them, it's a guy who's going to bring peace to the world. You know what I'm saying? sheik isn't the man who brings peace to the world. You know, peace is like the second thought of it. You know, when you when you see the world in its fundamental structure, right? Of course, there's going to be peace. What else is there? Going to make war with this when you realize it's all the Rebbeinu Shalom? I know. Mean, you know what I'm saying? Like that the whole thing, their understanding of the Messianic process and their understanding of what the Moshiach does is infantile, really. You see what I'm saying? But you can appreciate that now. What the Mashiach does is a, is a revelation of reality that's infinitely more complex than just being a beast. You know? You know what I'm saying? And that really is uh, what it is, you know? Uh, it, it's a very fundamental understanding of the Messianic era. And if you think that's great, where do you get to, you know, to, to Ilum Haba? You know what I'm saying? We don't even, you know, even at the level of the Mashiach, it's it's nothing compared to what you'll know in the level of Olam Habo. <coughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'll just end with this medrash because I've got to leave. The, the medrash—it's in the end of Koheles. It says this. It says that the the Toras Moshe the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu is what is everything. Bavli, shami, it's everything. It's, a, it's all the Torah we know. So the Midrash says that this is Hevel, Luft, compared to the Torah of the Mashiach. Luft. It doesn't even have a substance. Nothing. This is a Torah of Moshe I mean, you go to any Jewish farm store, and there's thousands of volumes. You know what I'm saying? So the whole Torah of Moshe is Luft. It's air. It's not even a substance compared to the O of the Mashiach. And the Mashiach is the last tekuva of Ilam Hazar. It's still physical. So could you imagine all the Torah that Moshe wrote is roofed, is nothing compared to the uh, O Mashiach? Now you begin to understand what that Medrash means, that the Mashiach is Megala, a reality, at a whole different level. And then the Medrash says that the Torah of the Mashiach is Hevel. Compared to the Torah of Eilim HaPo, and don't even begin to ask what in the world is revealed there, you know. Which is a, but now you, now you understand what that means—that each one reveals different levels of reality, greater and greater fundamental, and so on. So to think that what a Mashiach, as they call it, the Messiah, what he does is he brings peace and there's no wars, and there's no poverty, and there's no sickness or death. It's infantile, really. Okay, listen, alavahi should do that, right? We, we, we're so desperate for that kind of stuff. We don't think about the rest. But really, this is really nothing compared to what the Mashiach will do. And that is the discussion between the, between the Malachim and Meshav Beinu. Interesting, isn't it? Is this all,
1: is this okay,
0: all? Uh, next week... The shear is we will be we're moving the clock tonight. The shear is a quarter after eight because they have an over bottom here until eight. So we will go on uh, at eight fifteen, and, and and so on. Okay, is that okay? Perfect. Oh, and also let me mention in two weeks from now, which is not next week but the week after that. Joseph, yes. What was the nine uh, thirty? She'll be nine thirty. Yeah, yeah um, my son is making an upsharing, so I have to be there. So the she'er therefore will be right after the upsharing. So I'm g- for that one week, it'll be at nine thirty, which is not too bad. After that, and then we go back to eight fifteen. So for next week is eight fifteen. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, Pashas told us Chayesora is uh, eight fifteen. Told us is nine thirty, and then we go back eight fifteen for the rest of the winter. Everybody I got that? Well, all this
1: is uh, is for Yehud Meaning, meaning the. The 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 the, the tablets Habria is to reveal is to is Yeah. That, is what you about tonight? I mean, every time we another
0: aspect of reality Every time we another aspect of reality, Each thing has a yichud We don't know what that means.
1: Each thing has a yichud, or or it part right. thing
0: is part of a yichud Each is part of a But in the end, it all sums total to a yehud.